There's this preconception that if you're a good-looking, confident, well-spoken and maybe even bearded man, there must be a long line of women throwing themselves at you and you must be smashing them left and right with reckless abandon, like you ain't got nothing better to do with your time. To be fair, there is some truth to that. I mean, men with much, much less in terms of physical looks and substance are out here doing the most sexually bedding any babe that breathes, their prolific penises putting in predictable work. So it stands to reason that those of us blessed with all the looks and hooks must be out here running through women like Lionel Messi in a Barcelona shirt, right? Right? Speaking as a man with all the above qualities, and then some, I've had my fair share of these presumptions. And I will get defensive sometimes because I am not that guy. Indiscriminate, unlimited sex with beautiful women as fun as that sounds, is nothing to be proud of. I mean, I like women. What's not to like? And I like sex, but there are more important things. It wasn't until Denula Gray came on my podcast and the first question he asked me was, are you a player? That's when I knew I had to really address this issue. In a way, only the young God can. Are you a player? Am I a player? <laughs> I'm a player. I'm not a player. I put it like this always. I'm a deep woke womanizer. I am a womanizer, not a player. There's a difference. The dictionary says they're the same thing, but there's some nuance to it. God, I love that word. Nuance. A player does exactly what the word says. He plays. He toys with women's time, bodies, and emotions with irreverence, mostly as a way to compensate for his underlying emotional issues and need to feel in control. Childish stuff. The word womanizer, on the other hand, is a bit more nuanced than you'd expect. There's a whole historical context that often goes under the radar. Way, way back in the day, the word womanizer was used to describe men who enjoyed the company of women, who got along with women, especially in conservative, ultra-religious societies. But as time passed, it came to mean something more sleazy and promiscuous. Players are plenty, womanizers are few. This is because men in general learn to see women as territories to be conquered, conquests to be bragged on, and sex objects to be used. It's a poverty mentality that many boys, <clears throat> excuse me, I mean men, never outgrow. And how could they? There aren't many examples of a different, better way. There are no obvious or documented benefits to being better men when it comes to women until now. What I'm going to do in this episode is attempt to make a case for the womanizer and the thankless role we play in society. Oh yeah, it's like that. Listen while I wax lyrical about the womanizer, what he is 
what he isn't, why every man should aspire to be one, and why every woman should aspire to be with one. Ladies, I'm sure you'd agree that men these days leave a lot to be desired. South African and East African women know what I'm talking about. Your interactions with them can generally be described as dull, predictable, and uninspiring, mixed with a whole lot of mistrust and misunderstanding. No finesse, no game, no mystery, just predictable pure water vibes. You're tired, you're jaded, you want more. Perhaps I can prefer an alternative. Brace yourselves. I'm going all the way with this one. When you come across someone who is, you know, genuinely in their element and content, it, it brings me so much joy personally, and even doubly when it's a woman. Because mm. women are so put down. Yeah. So when you see a woman who is, you know, up in her element, I'm just like, you know, I want to be around that all the time. I said those words in 2019 on an episode with Osasuik Binadian, long before I ever referred to myself as a womanizer. It captures perfectly what being a womanizer means to me. I like to think of womanizing as an elevated appreciation for women, womanhood, and all that comes with it. A sensitivity to the things that make women tick. A desire to understand and accept women and their peculiarities. A special empathy for women and their plight. A first-time listener might be thinking to themselves, yeah, right, this guy is capping, pandering, posturing, virtue signaling. And that's fair. You should be skeptical. I don't know if it's possible to convince you that I am what I say I am, but my track record speaks for itself. I have represented women and their stories on this podcast in dynamic, unexpected ways since day one. Scroll through my episode list and see for yourself. No other content creator does it better. As Peter Obi would say, go and verify, but also, but also go and get your PVC. PVC. 2023 is not a game. From time to time, I've had women respond to some of my hot takes with, you don't know women. My response to them has always been, even women don't know women. I don't claim to be an expert on women, but I care enough to have these conversations. I have a point of view that's worth listening to. I stay learning about women and learning from them. I've had conversations with women that women themselves have never had with each other, if you can believe it. And that gives me a unique point of view, a kind of credibility almost, to the point where I have developed an understanding that allows me to come on this platform and say certain things with my chest. Like maybe you are a podcast interviewer, so this is a subject that comes to your mind. But yeah. I think that mothers do not have many, many, many occasions to speak about that. And thank you for for asking me that question because it's not every day that you are able to talk about it, especially with a non-mother. And that's what it's all about. So yeah. I am a womanizer, in the best way. I believe it's an essential mindset for men to have in order to better coexist with women across all facets of life, professionally, romantically, maintaining healthy boundaries socially. Fascination over frustration, it changes the game. I realized years ago that it served no purpose to be perpetually at odds with women. The battle of the sexes has gotten old, fam. I'm here for a good time, 
and a long time. So I decided to approach women from a place of curiosity, to relate with them from a place of knowledge as opposed to ignorance. Starting with my sisters, my mother, then my older female friends. Then came the feminist movement and that sudden exposure to the variety of biological and social issues women contend with on a daily basis. It was a lot, but it was necessary. Then came finding that balance, that middle ground, and deciding for myself what was true, what was false, what to learn, and what to unlearn. It wasn't a straightforward process either. I was resistant initially, especially because feminists were such dicks about it. Y'all know the ones, the bitter, aggressive, you know, just downright disrespectful feminists and their tactics that they used to get their message out. It made it difficult to get on board. And I am open-minded, so I can only imagine the uphill climb most other men who are not as open must have had on learning certain things about women. The most mysterious creatures in the universe. Sorry? Women. Don't be too hard on yourself. That was Batman. He gets it. But instead of avoiding the complexities, I embraced them. Sometimes I even look forward to them. It has made for a better time. And this is not about respecting women as equals. That's feminism. That's politics. Womanizing, to me, is a higher level. It's love. It's simpatico. Something like the relationship between an art lover and a work of art. What's not to like about women? Have you seen you guys? Don't get me started. How dope has the show been so far? For real. If you're enjoying this podcast, do support by following on IG at The Young God Pod and Twitter at I Am The Young God for exclusive content and updates. Feel free to slide in my DMs and let me know what you're feeling, what your listening experience is like, and whatever else might be on your mind. I'm here for it. And by the way, do subscribe and tell a friend. Womanize, verb, to pursue casual sexual relationships with multiple women. A man who engages in this behavior is a womanizer. A woman who engages in this behavior is a lesbian? The word womanizer used to mean something else way back in the day. Let me take you back in time to the early 1800s when the word was first used. There once was a man who went by the name Giacomo Casanova. My name is Casanova. I got tests and gold. I'm doing the most. As you know, about a lot of black folk. I'm there once was a man who went by the name Giacomo Casanova. He was a charming, sensual, and adventurous man. He was notoriously good with women. The original womanizer. He was so prolific and successful with women that his name became synonymous with womanizing. The reason he became so historically famous was that, during his time, men weren't expected to mingle with women, give them undue attention, or even enjoy their company. Men were expected to do manly things, while women did womanly things. Men went to war and attended to serious matters, while women stayed at home, raising babies, gossiping and daydreaming, waiting for their warrior boyfriends to come home. Dark times indeed. My name is Casanova. I got tests and gold. I'm doing the most. As you know, about a lot of black folk. I'm 
always with my wolves. We some animals. You see, men in the 1800s were very traditional, boring, overly serious, and military minded. The original patriarchy. Not Casanova, though. Dude was fun, flirty, and in tune with the feminine sensibilities. He was out here whining and dining women, talking with them, toasting them, sending them love letters, injecting a much needed dose of adventure into their dull lives. And he was shameless about it too. Naturally, haters started to hate. The patriarchy frowned at men like Casanova. They deemed them unmanly for being so accessible to and comfortable with women. Keep in mind that this was a time period where the surest way to attract female attention was to go to war and return victorious. But then here were these men, bagging babes without blood and bruises, with nothing but poetry and premium vibes. Oof, it pissed these soldiers off. How are these soft-ass men getting all these women? So they coined the term womanizer as a means of slut-shaming these new breed of men. Petty. Giacomo Casanova made history because he gave women a very different courtship experience. He treated them with finesse as opposed to harshness. He was emotionally vulnerable with them when necessary. The original romantic. Women loved him and compared the other men to him, and those men hated him for it. So they coined the word womanizer to be used against him and men like him. Kind of like how someone would say, You too like woman, in that judgmental tone. But you can't stop shame me. Oh no. I'd be like, Yes, I too like woman. What? Am I supposed to like men? Rema, please talk to these niggas. I too like woman. I too like woman. Me, I know they. Do you know who else was a womanizer of epic proportions? King Solomon. They said he had 700 wives and 300 concubines. This man had 1,000 women in his lifetime. Talk about body count. And those are just the ones that were available for census. That's on Steph Curry. Broken miss. Casanova is a learner compared to this guy. But what's really interesting about King Solomon is that his wisdom didn't just apply to leading a country or settling disputes or writing proverbs. All that wisdom spilled into his romantic life as well. Because bruh, when you're that wise, you get all the women. I like to think he understood women in a deep way. He had bars. He knew all the right things to say. He knew to treat them the right way and how to manage all that female attention. Plus, he had the wealth to keep up with the needs and demands of 1,000 women. God damn. So I guess it all worked out. But for real though, where did this man find the time? King Solomon's womanizing was so legendary that even the Queen of Sheba left her own country to spend time with this man. Imagine the scenes when King Solomon settled the dispute between those two women who were claiming to be the mother of that baby. 
King Solomon became the sexiest man alive after that judgment. The way he handled that, as a man in the affairs of women, it was uncommon. The wisdom to know that a mother would rather give up her child than see it slaughtered. When the Queen of Sheba heard the news, she was like, I didn't know they made men like this. I have to see for myself. And she made the trip. She flew herself out. <laughs> Let's take a moment to pause and breathe. Relieve the tension. Whatever you're doing, close your eyes, take a deep breath. In through the nose, out through the mouth. One more time. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Let's resume. Wisdom is sexy. Women love that shit. Women today have become more complex, diverse, and empowered than ever. And as a man, you can't attract the high-hanging, high-quality women if you don't even have a little bit of sense. Now, I'm no King Solomon, but I know things. Things that will enrich your experience with women of all shapes and sizes. So pay attention, fellas. You will not get this much free game anywhere else. Ladies, thank me later. The first thing to keep in mind is that the relationship is what is most important, not the sex. Unless she's a sex worker or crazy promiscuous, then by all means, get yours. Outside of that, your first motive should be to connect with her on an authentic level. From that point, anything is possible. Authentic relationships are the gift that keep on giving. It's the secret sauce that makes everything else sweeter, whether friendship or romance. Players are notoriously short-sighted when it comes to sex. They would ruin everything just to get their dicks wet. It's pathetic, really. And when it does come down to sex, you gotta be selective about your women. Regardless of gender, there are certain types of people you shouldn't sleep with. But speaking to future womanizers, you gotta be intentional about the quality of women you let into your life and into your bed. That's where that wisdom comes in. Just because you can, doesn't mean you should sleep with every woman that makes herself available to you. Have some restraint, man. This brings me to my next point. It's very important to focus on the women who want you back. Too often, men waste time chasing women who, who, who want nothing to do with them. They can't take a hint. The more she rejects, the more they press. Then they get emotional and act out of character. Have some self-respect, fam. Walk away. Very few women are worth the effort when the feeling isn't mutual. Once you sense that she's not receptive to your charms, move on, bro. On the flip side, if she does choose you, my nigga, please do not abuse it. Do not be childish with a woman's feelings. Don't start fires you don't intend to nurture. Just don't. That's foul, wicked almost. If she falls for you and you're not particularly feeling that, let her down easy if you can. It's a sort of power trip for small men who get women to fall for them when they have no intention of catching them. Be sensitive. Don't attract curses to yourself unnecessarily. Speaking of feelings, don't be afraid of catching them yourself. If you're dealing with a high quality babe, my nigga, catch all the feelings, whether it's casual or committed. Too often, 
we insist on deleting emotions from the equation if it's casual, when instead, we should be able to feel what we feel without being in a rush to label things. That's emotional intelligence. Messing around with someone you have no feelings for is like, is like, is like having a salad without any dressing. It's dry as fuck. Again, it's about cultivating unique, dynamic relationships between you and your women. And for that to happen, both parties must feel free and safe with their feelings. Playing games is not the way. Hiding or suppressing feelings is not the way. That's how weird situationships and entanglements develop. Be authentic with your feelings and see beautiful things happen between you two. Next, be self-aware. As in, be aware of your biases and the harmful assumptions you must have internalized about women over time. Nobody is exempt. To this day, I still have to catch myself before my sexist thoughts translate into words and actions. Today's women are incredibly sensitive to such things. She will cut you off without so much as a second thought if you should so much as breathe a misogynistic breath. Stay woke, kings. Furthermore, learn how to talk to women with finesse, bro. Starting with eye contact. Eye contact allows you to make a connection. You also get to notice things like her eye color, the symmetry of her brows, those sultry wings on the corner of her eyes, my fave. Now, work your way down to her lips and notice the shade of lipstick she's wearing. Notice how it brings out her eyes, then down to her neck. Notice the necklace, if any, and how it sits pretty across her neckline, leading to her decolletage. Fam, the deeper the better. It's like, put me under a spell, woman. A womanizer notices and appreciates these things, the effort women put into their physical appearance. When the edges are laid and her hair is made, when the nail art is popping, let her know. These are the easiest brownie points you will ever score. To bring everything together, the point I'm trying to make is that the womanizer genuinely enjoys the seductive process. That is the ultimate distinction between a player and a womanizer. Most men and women in the dating pool are so concerned about the end than the journey. Men are focused on sex, women are focused on the label, the exclusivity, the commitment. They ruin the whole thing before it's even begun. Bro, if you should identify the right woman, the process of getting to know her and building that emotional connection with her is one of the most enjoyable experiences you can give yourself. The seductive process is supposed to be fun, enjoyable and light, not stressful and dull, not one-dimensional, not a one-way street where one person does all the toasting while the other soaks up the attention. A womanizer is never in any rush to get to a particular destination, even if he knows what the destination is. Timing is everything. At the end of the day, girls just want to have fun. They want a good time and a safe space. Blessed is he who can provide both. Whether it's a staycation or a vacation, whether it's at the caveman concert or a makeout session in the car, whether it's a night out or a day in, if you're that guy, you will never go wrong. If you do the work, if you solve her, if you provide the proper mental and emotional stimulation, she should be ready for you physically. 
I'm talking about that uncontrollable desire where the thought of you torments her every waking moment. That's when the sex is best. It will bang more than any casual wham bam thank you mom arrangement that these amateurs be bragging on. Ideally, you should be sexually active with just one woman at a time. Having multiple sexual partners is irresponsible, reckless, and expensive when you're knocking Solomon. Strive for intensity with one person as opposed to extending across multiple women. That's where the magic is. The idea is to connect with someone worth your time and attention, not to have multiple meaningless connections. Phew, I got a wisdom for days. I could go on, but the long story short is that there is a gap in the market for Casanovas, for King Solomons, for womanizers. Today's dating pool is filled with unremarkable men. There's no competition. Be the difference. Be the man who goes about his womanizing business ethically and sensually. These women want to feel things, man. They want to be shown a good time. They want to be taken out of their heads, out of their routine, out of the boredom in their lives. They want a wholesome experience with a touch of the taboo. Be the one to give it to them. And ladies, if you're tired, if you're frustrated with the quality of men out there, look out for a womanizer. They offer vibrant conversations, vibrant seductions, vibrant relationships, and the icing on the cake, vibrant sex. Shit so vibrant, you'll never need a vibrator. And finally, finally, fellas, whether you're handsome or not, wealthy or not, it's what's inside that counts how you carry yourself and how you express what's inside. Let's make things interesting again. Women think they've seen it all when it comes to men. Be the difference. Be the reason she has a story to tell. Become the best womanizer you can be so that when you eventually meet the woman that you absolutely must have in your life, you won't fuck it up thinking and acting like a player. Even Casanova himself said, Give me a man who is man enough to give himself to just the woman who is worth him. If that woman were me, I would love him alone and forever. This is the young God. <laughs>